everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's April 21st. It's 2021, and we have seven baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. We're going to cover the six o'clock main slate. You know, some sites have a, just a three game seven o'clock slate. So we'll cover all those games. That way you guys have all the information. Um, first look here. I'm joined today by my good buddy, you know, old time friend of the podcast. What's happening, Beer Makers fan? Good to be back. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but you and I did the very first morning grind. So it's kind of come full circle here. Is, is that accurate? It is. You know, the anniversary for the podcast is like a week ago. It's crazy. That is like not six, six years now, I think seven years. Now, when I look at all the gray hair that is you know, <laughs> flowing out of my head, my beard, you know, we're, we're aging ourselves here. So you, you still, you're still looking good over there though. No, plenty of grays right in the beard, man, right there with you. Um, luckily the hair hasn't started changing yet, but you know, the wife gets the, the tweezers out all the time and um, pulls those gray hairs out. So she, she enjoys it. Um, I do not. Yeah, well, my wife would be here for a while pulling mine out. Mine, and we don't <laughs> want to get too graphic here, but she's uh, she's on ear hair duty. That's how old I'm getting. I got that shit coming out of my ears, so uh, I, I can't see that. She's got to help me out in that department. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we have a we have a fun little slate here. Seven games. Um, the pitching options are super interesting. Um, it's like that. It's that day that falls where we're getting a lot of like the three to five starters. Um, so. It should be fun, but before we break down the slate, if you guys haven't checked out superdraft.com, awesome sponsors of the podcast. Love what they're doing over there. Roster your favorite plays without worrying about a salary cap. They use multipliers. That way you can, you know, if you want to stack all 2x multipliers and hope that you get a couple home runs at a max multipliers, you can do that. Um, use promo code grinders for a $50 instant deposit alongside the 50% deposit match bonus up to 500 bucks. So if you Deposit 500 bucks, you're going to get a $50 instant deposit bonus, and then you're going to get $250 um, kind of trickling out through your account because of the deposit bonus. So take advantage of that. Maybe you need to switch it up. Maybe DraftKings and FanDuel not going well for you. Yahoo not going well. Switch it up. That's the easiest thing. Best recommendation I can give you guys. Even if they weren't the sponsors of the podcast, I would still tell you that. So beer, seven games. We start with... The White Sox and the Indians, Stever against Seville. Um, any interest here in Jonathan Seaver? Not really. I mean, obviously not a lot to go off of here. So uh, not a guy that I want to dive in. Like you mentioned, we don't have a lot of pitching options. So it, it pretty much everyone you at least have to look at. But uh, not really a guy that I'm looking to, to jump in here in this matchup. Yeah, well, you, like you said, we really don't have even a ton of like minor league data to look at when it comes to um, him. So it's tough to really trust that and Cleveland's a, a pretty patient team. So this is another one of those guys where he jumped from single a up to the majors and we're going to continue to see that and really decent strikeout stuff in single a, but you know, for the very, 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 very tiny sample size that we saw in the majors, um, he just doesn't, he doesn't have an overpowering fastball. He doesn't have great breaking ball stuff. He has a good changeup and like, you know, if he can develop some other pitches, maybe, but he's really young. And I think this is a spot we're likely going to stay away from him. Um, Savelle on the other side of this game, he's always like in play because of his like strikeout ability and strikeout upside, but 10 one, right. The highest price pitcher on the slate. It, that's kind of tough to stomach. 
I, I agree. Uh, to me, it's too expensive. I think a lot of people, though, that they're going to go there because of the lack of other options. You know, sometimes it's, it's easier to find some of these cheap bats and pay up for an expensive starting pitcher you feel good about. Uh, we know there's a lot of new people still playing and, you know, they're going to look at some of the numbers and, and the recent scores and you know, he, he's going to stand out above the rest. But I have a hard time paying this kind of price for him. Now, the matchup, not terrible here uh, with Cleveland. I actually like the matchup, but 9,100. Yeah, I, I'm all about it. And then if I can find the money, sure. I, I don't mind him at all, but over 10, like you said, seems a bit excessive here. You're really going to have to pay attention to the lineup because like if Vaughn and, and, and Robert um, and like, even if Grindall and Moncada are in there, like that does give some strikeout upside to him. Um, he's not going to walk a ton of people. So like, that's a plus it's more of just a price tag. If you end up in that range and you have the money, play him like i'm not going to talk you off of it um it's more of just there's so many bats to like on this slate so i don't think you're gonna have the salary to get up to him unless that's what you want to do uh let's talk white Sox bats anything standing out to you for chicago uh the biggest one for me uh, mercedes at catcher and i know we just talked about not paying uh 10-1 for a pitcher and 4700 for a catcher usually a spot i like to save some money on but uh, this guy's been on fire i mean you're getting a catcher uh, that's going to produce a guy hitting over 400. The power is there as well. Uh, we talked about the young starting pitcher. How long is he going to be able to go in the game? Is he even going to be able to acclimate uh, well here in this type of atmosphere coming up from the minors? So I just have so many questions uh, with the young starting pitcher that I want some exposure uh, to this White Sox team. And we don't normally like to start with a catcher, but uh, I'm going to go there. And on DraftKings, we know we need one. Other places, you don't necessarily have to go there. But uh, Mercedes has been that impressive where I don't mind paying that number for him. Yeah, and Seville is a guy that has a higher ISO to righty. So, like, if you want to take a shot on a guy like Mercedes or Abreu, challenging Sivio with like a right-handed power bat, I don't think is the, the worst idea here. Um, he does give up a little bit more hard contact to lefties, but like, who's the lefty you're going to play? You're going to play Eaton? No. Um, like, obviously you can play Moncada, but if you're going to play Moncada, you might as well just throw a Brayu and Mercedes in there and make a little three-man stack here with the White Sox. Um, and then the Indian side of things, you know, we got a young, young pitcher here in Stever. Um, we really don't know what to expect out of him. Everything points to getting some Indians in your bat in your lineups here. Yeah, I, I mixed up the, the teams there, obviously. I got you, buddy. You know, yeah, I mean, Mercedes, a guy I want to go, if I don't want to play for Saval or pay for the price for him, I want to go at Mercedes. But Cleveland's certainly a team that, that we can load up on. Ramirez has been great, obviously a high price on him. You know, some of the outfielders, guys you can count on as well. Ray has been pretty good to start the season so far. A Rosario, if you want to get that lefty bat in there. So I do like Cleveland. I, I don't want to go all in on them. Uh, I like the matchup here, but I think it's more of, Maybe your your little your mini stack your two three guy part stack uh, with the Indians, uh, but I really again Mercedes is going to be that one off play that I like on the other side. Yeah, I think Cleveland's definitely stackable here. Uh, Ramirez, Reyes, Rosario, that really like juicy three four five, and just kind of looking at what other pieces are potentially in there um, that you can stack with those guys. I think is kind of how you're going to approach that one. Cause if like Josh Naylor gets a decent lineup spot, he's three K and like, we know he has some raw power. So definitely don't mind this one. Uh, moving on. We got Atlanta at New York fakes in the Yankees nine total Yankees at one twenty five favorite here. A lot of respect for Atlanta. Um, Ian Anderson against Corey Kluber. Any interest here in um, Ian Anderson? 
A little bit. I, I don't mind the price here. I mean, another guy we don't have a ton on. You know, it's it's it, you know the matchup not great here with with the Yankees. We know there's some big power bats in that lineup, so you know it's another younger guy. I, I feel a little bit better about him uh, than I do about um, Stever with, with the White Sox. But again, you know, a guy that do we want to pay this price on Anderson? He's been good so far. Eighty four hundred feels a little bit little bit expensive here, so. Interested, but uh, I don't know that I want to pay that price on him. I think the biggest thing for Ian Anderson over a guy like Stever is like Ian Anderson in, you know, what he, he pitched last season as well. So he's at like 280 something plate appearances against lefties and righties. And like we have a 29.8% K rate and we know that the Yankees can strike out with the best of them. You know, Judge, Stanton, Sanchez, these guys all strike out at very high clips. So I think that's the biggest difference. Like it's a it's a boom bust spot for Ian Anderson because there is a ton of power in this lineup. But if he's feeling it and these guys are a little off, there's a lot of strikeout upside here uh, for Ian Anderson. So don't mind throwing him in there in some tournaments. And then Corey Kluber on the other side of this game um, has not been good. Like no. he's been really really bad to start the season. And I think that's really like showing in the line in this game. Like the Yankees only a slight favorite here against the Braves in Yankee stadium. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to Corey Kluber? I zero interest. I, I think he gets it going eventually. I mean, we know he's too good of a pitcher to be this bad, but uh, I, I'm going to stay away here. I just, I, I don't want to pay that price for Corey Kluber right now. Again, if I got a discount on him, you know, the price has come down a little bit and we saw he was over 10 K uh, to open up the season, but it's just been a struggle. You know, it seems like he's laboring, barely getting through. I mean, four innings uh, as high as he's gotten the strikeouts just haven't been there. So uh, again, I, I think he gets it going. Uh, and if Acuna is out, Certainly helps his cause, but I just don't want to go there right now. I'm just not liking what I'm seeing out of Corey Kluber. Yeah, like, and he's just not throwing deep. He's just not like if the, if he gets into trouble, the Yankees they have that good bullpen and they're they're just using it. Um, and like he pounded the strike zone in his last start. I think he threw 50 strikes out of 70 something pitches. So I don't like Kluber here until he kind of just shows me that the strikeouts are back and this is a really good Atlanta lineup. You know, obviously they're, they're dealing with a few injuries here, but even with Acuna banged up, Albies returned back to the lineup. Like the, the lineup is still too good to play Kluber here. And I think the Atlanta stack is in play against Kluber. You just, the problem with stacking against the Yankees is if the game stays close and you get the good end of the bullpen, the good end of the bullpen is really good. It's top three in baseball. Yeah. I mean, that's always the issue, any stack with the Yankees, but I still like Atlanta. That being said, you know, Freeman really stands out to me as an option here. You mentioned Albies back in that lineup, Ozuna, a guy that can hit right-handed pitching uh, pretty well. So those are the three, you know, it's not cheap, you know, they're expensive Freeman uh, pushing six K here, but I still think Kluber has that name value where people are going to avoid uh, going to Atlanta just because of that and, and maybe expecting that bounce back performance. But uh, Atlanta team, I'm certainly uh, looking to stack, especially Freeman, Ozuna, guys, like I mentioned. And if Acuna is in there, obviously, if he's not, you know, hey, you don't have to spend that 6300 uh, You can ship that over and, and spend that Albies or, again, Ozuna. And then as far as the Yankees bats go, it's a stack or nothing. Like, you, obviously, you could one off the power, but like, if Ian Anderson's on, this probably doesn't work. But if he's off a little bit and these guys are pounding him, like, th that's where the stack usually comes in. 
Yeah, I, I, you're a little bit higher in Anderson than I am here tonight, so I don't mind the Yankees. You know, obviously a guy like Judge is in play. Uh, Sanchez hits righties well, big power there over 230 ISO. Uh, so those are those are some of the guys that I'm looking at, and I agree. It's not necessarily I want one Yankee. You know, I either want a few in my lineups, or I'll probably avoid it, expecting Anderson to do well. But I tend to t- to side more uh, here with the Yankees bats in this one. Moving right along, we got Arizona at Cincinnati, eight and a half total in this one. Cincinnati's a big favorite here, 193. Um, Merrill Kelly against Tyler Molly. Um, any interest here in Merrill Kelly? Not really. I mean, he just hasn't shown us anything. He's a guy that that showed us glimpses uh, in years past, but we know what we get on Merrill Kelly. He's not a big strikeout guy. Uh, gives up a ton of hard contact. I mean, forty five percent to lefties, forty two percent to righties over the last few seasons. So, just not much there. Uh, even at seventy three hundred, don't hate the price there, but uh, I, I'm going to avoid Merrill Kelly in this one. Yeah, Cincinnati is my favorite stack on the slate, so I'm out. Um, no, no. <laughs> No Merrill Kelly whatsoever for me here. Tyler Molly is probably my favorite pitcher on the slate too. Um, he's going to get strikeouts. He might give up a couple runs, maybe even get a couple home runs. But we know the the floor is high, and at ninety five hundred, like I think you just pay this price on him over Savelle, and you know you just kind of hope that we get that good, you know, Tyler Molly. Yeah, I'm with you. And my issue is how far is he going to go in the game? You know, we've seen him kind of get to that 90 pitch mark and, you know, get to about five innings uh, in most of his starts here, five, five and four. So not pitching deep in the games, but the strikeouts uh, have certainly been there almost a a 40% strikeout rate here. And his issue has generally been lefties. When you look at this lineup, not a lot of lefties there that you're really worried about. I mean, I, I like Cole Calhoun as, as a cheap option uh, for 3K if you're not playing Molly. But other than that, the lineup uh, really leaves a lot to be desired, especially from the left side of the plate. So I agree with you. I, I think the upside's there. Uh, he's cheaper. Uh, he's in that same price range with Corey Kluber. I, I think that's an easy decision here in favor of Molly. So I, I agree 100%. He's one of the best, if not the best, pitching option we have on this slate. And what's crazy is I think – if you really wanted to, you could play Molly, Molly and a guy like Calhoun together just because of Calhoun's price um, and what he potentially opens up. Like it's a, it's a seven game slate. Raw points are going to matter. So um, I think Calhoun is a guy that you definitely look at in this spot, but outside of Calhoun, like I don't have a ton of interest here. Molly is a guy that gives up a lot of fly balls. So like, if you want to target some of these power bats, I don't hate it, but like, that's the problem with Arizona. Where's the power? <laughs> like Calhoun is the, there isn't any. He's I the mean, power bat. <laughs> right. And that's sad when he's your power bat. I mean, a guy like David Peralta, you know, has that potential, but we just haven't seen that out of him over the last couple of years. So, you know, it's a, it's another st- check mark in the corner uh, of him, you know, as far as not giving up a lot of power to these bats and they're not being a lot of power there. I mean, there is no more Paul Goldschmidt in this lineup. It's just a really down uh, Arizona lineup without some of the guys in there, Kettle Marte, a big piece missing as well. So it's just not, not much fear. You say the power is the worry. This is about as good of a matchup as he could get is there's just not a ton of power in that lineup. Arizona hitting four home runs. It's coming. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stack them up, baby. Stack yeah. up the D-backs. Man, I love Cincinnati here, beer. Like I think they're the top stack on the slate. Um, and like they're gonna get Nick Castellanos back here, so um, or I think he's back, right? No, so Don't he had a two game yet. suspension. Yeah, because they didn't yeah. reduce his suspension. I thought they did. It's two games still, so he'll be he'll be out again. But 
that potentially adds like Winker batting at the yes. top of the order. Um, so I'm okay with that too because just man, I love the Reds. Like I even think Joey Votto's in play here. Don't let's not push it here now. <laughs> Listen, do you know every time I talk bad about him, he hits a home run. So I'm gonna try to talk good about him today and see what happens. All right. Well, good luck with that. He, I mean, he hasn't been bad. He's been playing well uh, of late, but uh, he's just a guy I don't play as much anymore, but Winker certainly stands out, you know, as a guy that, that hits righties. Well, 384 Wobe over the last couple of seasons, Suarez, we know uh, can hit righties or lefties, which comes in handy when, you know, these teams are going to go to the bullpen. It really doesn't matter if they bring in a righty or a lefty. So he's expensive at 5,300, but he's a premium bat. I like here uh, and Winker at 4,500. I think it's a great mid range play. Tyler Nyquin um, is a guy that is just scorching hot to start the season. I think he has six home runs on the year, and this is a great spot for him. Um, I think he's another guy that you could pay up for in this spot. And, again, I like all the Reds. Joey Votto's exit velocity is up. He's not choking up with two strikes anymore. Um, we'll see what happens. I, I think he's in play. Uh, Pittsburgh at Detroit. Um, no total in this game, probably because of the whole opener situation. But we have Mitch Keller. Um, facing Turnbull to open and Scoble to go deep. Um, the long reliever, whatever. Hate this situation. I've been talking about it for years. I hate it. Um, any interest here in Mitch Keller? Just because it's Detroit, a, a little bit of interest. But the, I, I live in the area, and it's literally snowing right now in, in April here in the Midwest. So, you know, I'm expecting it to be cold once again tomorrow. The snow is supposed to all hit overnight. Uh, into tomorrow so I don't think you'll see snowflakes uh, through the game but you're going to get a, a cold weather game which tends to lead to fewer runs and that's good for the pitchers here so we've seen the good and the bad from Keller I mean had a very good start against the Cubs uh, and then imploded against the Padres but this matchup with Detroit I mean this is about as good as it gets as far as strikeouts go I mean this is a top 10 team in baseball uh, in strikeouts against right-handed pitchers but 7,700 for Keller again, feels a, a touch too expensive here. Definitely priced for this matchup, but the matchup's good. If the weather's going to be cold, like we expect, I, I think you can look at him uh, in, in kind of that middle range. And I don't expect a lot of ownership here on a guy like Mitch Keller. Yeah. Like the white Sox and um, the white Sox game is going to be super cold too. Uh, we didn't mention that. Like it's going to be 32 at first pitch in the white Sox game with 12 mile an hour winds blowing in. Um, and then like this game, you know, first pitch, it's supposed to be 37 degrees. So, um, weather matters. This is yes. why we, we, we listen to what Kevin Roth has to say every day. We use his uh, weather tool every day. And you know, if, if the weather is telling me I should play Keller, I'll play him. Um, but that's the only reason like, <laughs> yeah, it's Detroit. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but it's still Mitch Keller. So I'm definitely going to look at the weather. It definitely night before looks like a fantastic game to play pitchers. Um, but on the Detroit side, like we can't play Scoble. Um, even at 6,200, I just, I don't think he has over 15 point ceiling. And I think even on a small slate, you're going to need at least 15. Yeah, that's the problem. You love the matchup with, with Pittsburgh. No doubt. If he was 5k, even 5,200, uh, we'd feel a lot better in getting that three X out of him. But uh, you're right. I mean, how many innings is he really going to give you? What's the upside here? Even a good matchup, us uh, tough to pay that price on him tonight. Any bats um, for no. Pittsburgh that you like no. here? <laughs> yeah, like this weather. This, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to get excited about any bats uh, when when it's you know 36 degrees. I mean, you, you sure you find a one off, you find some value, but 
you know, I'm, I'm digging around. I looked at this game for about 10 minutes trying to find something and not just going to give anything just to give any plays. It's 36 degrees. I, I'm not going to mess with it. I'm going to stay away from the hitters here. Yeah. Like there's nobody even like remotely cheap enough either. Like oh. Evans, Evans would probably be my favorite, but even him at 3,700, I think you're going to find better options at first, first and third base and in, in better weather. So, and then on, on the Detroit side of things, like Badu has been a guy that like I've been playing a ton and I don't even think like I like him here and he's kind of gone a little cold too. He went really cold in that Oakland series. So I'm probably just out on batters from this game. And if the weather stays the way that it looks like I'll probably end up playing more Keller than I want to. Yeah. I mean, that that's kind of my selling point. I see. I did it. I sold you on Keller here. It's definitely, I'm, I'm trying to find a bat here and I just can't, I mean, if you end up, you, you need the savings. You end up on one of these cheaper guys, you know, a Grossman, a Goodrum, maybe they get a favorable spot in the lineup. Okay. I still think a guy like Cole Calhoun's a better option. There's some other uh, cheaper value options. It's just, I just, I don't want to go get the weather's undefeated when it's cold. There, there's not going to be a lot of action here. The total's going to reflect that. So even with bad pitching, we're talking about pirates and tigers and then you factor in the temperature as well. It's, it's an easy fade for me. We move on Toronto at Boston. This is one of those games that we're definitely going to be watching for rain. Um, we'll have to see what Kevin Roth has to say, but it looks like it's going to rain in the middle of the game. So that's, that's always crappy. Um, Anthony K against Garrett Richards, Anthony K, um, a lefty going up here up against Boston. Didn't throw a ton of pitches against Kansas city. Um, and but they at least gave him like six days here um rest any interest here in anthony k no not you know boston's been a team that can put up runs jd martinez has been on fire we know he's his back Bogarts, baby right yeah it's, I, you know i'm a jd guy you, you'll see him in the six pack uh plenty this season so i i just not against the sign up right now you know bogart's a guy that hits lefties well there's just too many dangerous bats for me to roll the dice on a guy like this it's really unproven so uh zero interest here mr k yeah, like as as bad as this team looks on paper, the Red Sox, like it, it's working. They're winning games. I think they're eleven and six, um, twelve and six after they beat the Blue Jays. Um, hopefully, I don't jinx them. But as a Red Sox fan coming into the season, I wasn't excited. Um, but this team's working and it, it looks good. So I'm out on Anthony K here, and then Garrett Richards on the other side of this game. Um, like obviously, if the weather is okay and it's not going to rain in the middle of the game, maybe you fire a couple shots. But overall, the top of this order, outside of maybe Gritchick, they don't strike out a ton. Um, and they put the ball in play a ton. They don't walk a lot, and they don't strike out a lot. So Richard's a guy that's not going to miss a lot of bats and give up a lot of hard contact. I don't know if I want him against a team that's going to make a lot of contact. Yeah, I mean, he's done a good job over the course of his career kind of keeping the ball in the yard. I mean, he's a guy that's only given up, I think it's like 73 home runs and over 800 innings pitch. So uh, you mentioned his ability to limit hard contact. He's going to get ground balls, things like that. But this DFS, we, we want some upside as well. We need the strikeouts. And I, I just don't know that he's going to be able to generate enough strikeouts to pay off a $7,000 price point. So price really jumped up on him of late. Uh, it's just, it's just a guy. I, I, I don't get very excited anytime the name Garrett Richards is brought up. No different here today against Toronto. So don't hate the matchup, but uh, not a guy that I want to throw in my DFS lineups. Especially like in this range too, like in this price range, there's options. Like we haven't right. gotten into like Peterson, 
um, Jacob Junis, Michael Waka. Like, that's all the guys that are in this price range. And, like, I think I'd play all three of those guys that I mentioned over Richards here. So I don't think I'll end up on Richards today. Um, let's talk bats in this game. We'll start with Toronto going up against Richards. Um, man, you just look at this lineup. And the, the, the problem with Toronto here is the guys you really want to play are super expensive. Um, like, you're paying up for really outside outside of Biggio, everybody here. Yeah, I, you know, we just mentioned we don't want Richards as a pitcher, but we also mentioned, you know, his ability to, to kind of limit the, the big plays. So, yeah, you know, Vlad, Bichette's kind of, you know, we'll see if he starts getting it going. I, I honestly don't have a ton of interest here in these Toronto bats, and the main reason you nailed it is the price. So uh, just another team that I know we don't have a ton of teams to, to work with here today, but I don't want to pay those prices. Could they blow up Garrett Richards, sir? Do I see him going off and put three, four, five home runs on the board? I, I just don't see that happening here. So again, a one-off play on, on a Vlad, a, a Grichik, a, a Biggio, okay. Someone in the heart of that order, but all in all, uh, a team I'll, I'll probably be lower on than the majority out there tonight. They're so expensive. You'd have to, yes. you'd, you'd have to like play two subpar pitchers and like, obviously that could work, um, especially on a slate like this. So I think the the problem with Toronto too is like everybody's going to have the same Toronto stack because there's just not a ton of options. If this is a 12 game slate and we had more options, I think Toronto would be a better play. Um, I really like Boston here. You know, we, we talked about like JD Martinez potentially being back and, you know, we don't have a ton of sample size on K, but he is a guy that is definitely hittable. Um, and you just look at this lineup and they're going to throw probably nine right-handed hitters at him here. Yeah, I, I like Boston. I, you know, do we want to pay the 6,100 on, on JD Martinez? I, I think we can find the money for that. We've talked about some other expensive bats uh, that we can avoid here. And you mentioned Toronto. If people are going to be paying up, you know, 5,800 for Bo Bichette and some of these other numbers, I'm fine going JD Martinez. Xander Bogart's expensive at the shortstop position, but he's another bat I really like here. So Boston, certainly. I, I'm expecting Kiki Hernandez to be in that lineup. There's, there's a value for you under 4K. Dalbic. I mean, there's plenty of ways that we can go here uh, with this lineup. Maybe Renfro cracks the lineup. So I think there's expensive bats that we can look to. I think there's other cheaper bats we can look to. Even a Vasquez uh, at catcher at on eight here against the lefty. Yeah. Royo could potentially bat like second here. He's like three K Hunter Renfro is a guy that has a ton of power against left-handed pitching. Um, probably about six or seventh in this lineup. He's 3,300. You mentioned Dahlbeck. Uh He's 3,500. Like there's plenty of ways to make JD Martinez and Xander Bogarts work here. Um, so if you're stacking Boston, you build around those two guys. Um, then you throw in Kiki and then you yes. pick two of the other guys. Um, and you gotta have Kiki. I mean, that's, that's a uh, Cardi may not like it, but he's, he's the lefty masher and, and he's, he's had his ups and downs against lefties, but over the course of his career, this guy's proven uh, he can hit lefties extremely well. So especially if he ends up in that leadoff spot, you know, all systems go on Kiki Hernandez. Well, too, like, I think if you're a pitcher right now and you're a lefty, this is probably one of the worst teams that you want to face. Like, you're yes. like, I don't want to face Boston. They have too many. They, they got really good against righties. Now, if they could just figure something out about lefties, um, we'll be cruising. Mets and Cubs, no total in this game, um, but the Mets are a 141 favorite. It's Peterson against Zach Davies. Doesn't look like wind's going to be a concern. Um, it is the night before, but it looks like it's going to be like five miles an hour crosswind. Uh, we'll see. Let's start here with Peterson. 
Shaky first start, fantastic second start. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Peterson? Big fan of Peterson here tonight. I you know, love the matchup here. The Cubs have been absolutely atrocious. Love the price uh, at 7,100, and he really showed the strikeout upside. So uh, this is a guy that, that can get you up there near that double-digit strikeouts again at 7,100. You know, you're, you're loving life. So he's my probably favorite pitcher overall in this slate when you combine price uh, and matchup and upside. I just love what I'm seeing out of him uh, in his few starts. His only, his only face, the Phillies here. But the Cubs, a, a very good matchup. We know the strikeouts are in that lineup. So love, love, love Peterson tonight. Yeah, and like David Boat got scratched on Tuesday with like a stomach bug. So like if he's out, that's one that's one less righty that they're going to be able to throw in there. And like you might have um, maybe like – Maybe we see Hayward or Jock Peterson or Stogard like have to start. And like, that's just a huge bump for Peterson. So I'm with you. I like this spot a lot, assuming that the wind is going to be favorable for um, pitching, which it looks like it will be very neutral. So um, great spot. The Cubs are, the Cubs are trash. They they have a name. These guys have names because they're the Cubs and Brian has a name and Rizzo has a name. And like, we're scared because of the names, but if you look at the numbers, this seems trash, and like you should be targeting pitchers against the Cubs right now. Even if it doesn't work out, you should continue to do it until they prove us wrong. Um, Zach Davies on the other side of this game, not the worst matchup in the world, but we know the Mets have talent, and Zach Davies isn't a guy that's going to blow the ball by anybody. Um, this is a guy that doesn't really throw over 90, and he tries to work in some junk and throws a sinker to try to create ground balls and stuff like that, but when you look at this lineup, there's a lot of guys that hit the ball very hard against sinkers, and I think Zach Davies is the guy you stay away from in this game. Yeah, it's another low upside guy. Yeah, he's going to get ground balls and, and get you outs, but the strikeouts aren't going to be there. Uh, some of these Mets lefty bats uh, I think are intriguing against Davies, who has had some issues with lefties. Not, it's not one of the off-the-charts numbers, but uh, he's a guy that struggled at points with them. So it's kind of the, the, the tale of two cities here. you got Peterson in such a good matchup. Cubs second in the majors uh, in strikeout rate against left-handed pitching only behind my brewers. Hate to admit that, but another strikeout happy team. Uh, but the matchup is so good for Peterson and I don't hate the matchup here for Davies, but just not close to the level of upside uh, that Peterson brings to the table with his strikeouts. All right, let's talk Mets bats. Um, I know it has been a really, really crappy start to the season for Conforto. But this dude mashes sinkers. Like, you look across the numbers, and, like, this guy is a guy that just mashes sinkers. I think this is one of those spots where you're like, all right, he's 3,400. Now's the time to jump on. You can jump right back off on the next slate. Who cares? But I think this is the time you play Conforto. Lindor is very good. Nimmo's really good. Like, these guys hit sinkers really well. Yeah, I'm going to throw Dominic Smith in there as well. Another left-handed bat I think is viable here. But all the same guys I'm a fan of. Big fan of Conforto here tonight. Lindor's going to get it going uh, sooner than later. And Smith, like I mentioned. So uh, a heavy, heavy left-handed attack here uh, against Davies. And I don't mind the stack here with the Mets. Uh, so I like Peterson. I like the bats. Uh, that must mean we like the Mets in the betting market as well. A little bonus play for you. But uh, I think all things Mets here tonight makes sense. Yeah, and the and the great thing, like if you're playing over on Yahoo, like Lindor was free on Tuesday. I had salary tags for lineup HQ. I don't, I haven't looked yet for today, but make sure you're checking that out if you're if you're playing over there. We finish it out. Uh, oh, do you like any of the Cubs? Sorry, almost skipped over him. No, I, I like Peterson enough. Where sure you can make a case for Bryant, for Baez, uh, guys that have traditionally hit lefties pretty well. But uh, Peterson's going to be my main pitcher, so 
Uh, I'm going to avoid the Cubs here in this matchup. Those will be the guys. If I'm not on Peterson, that make the most sense, but I'll, I'll be staying away tonight. Oh, it's going to be super cold in Wrigley too. Forgot to mention that. Like yeah. first pitch is 35 degrees. So <laughs> cross beautiful baseball, beautiful baseball weather. You got, you got to love it. Oh, I love living in Florida, Tampa Bay, Kansas city, no total in this game. We got Waka against Junis. This is another game that it's going to be in the low forties at, at first pitch. So Another one of those potentially good weather games. Um, Michael Waka, 7,200, and coming off of a, a fantastic start um, against the Yankees and, you know, much better matchup here going up against Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to see the strikeouts out of him. He, he's done a good job uh, getting that up. The, the Ks have been up for him. Uh, the home runs, he's, he's kind of li- starting to limit them a little bit. But I really like the pitching matchup here between these two guys. So I think this is going to be a lower-scoring game. So – I don't like Waka quite as much as I like Peterson. I like his matchup a, a little bit less as well, as we just mentioned the Cubs and how ha- how strikeout happy they are. You know, Kansas City, not quite as strikeout happy. So I, I like Waka, but I like Peterson more. So it's, it's tough decisions. Even starting a lineup with, with one of these guys, you know, if you're not going up uh, to a Male, going with a Peterson, a Waka, a Junis, that's kind of how I would rank those three. But I don't think starting a lineup with two of those three uh, is the bad way to start a lineup here tonight. Yeah, one of the things I was talking about um, when we were talking about, I think it was the Blue Jays that were super expensive um, when we were talking about them against Richards. But I think a lot of people that stack the Blue Jays are going to play Waka-Peterson, just for what it's worth. Um, so if you're stacking the Blue Jays, I like the Waka-Peterson combo. Um, if you're not going like Tyler Molly. I think that is a combo that you can get all the bats that you want. Um, you know, but I think anybody that's stacking the Blue Jays are going to go down that stack. I like Waka a lot here. This isn't a team that typically walks a lot, you know, outside of Carlos Santana, but Carlos Santana is just not hitting for power anymore against right handed pitching. So as long as he just doesn't walk Santana, I think it'd be fine. Um, but this is a great matchup. The bottom of this order is absolute trash. Um, Waka has a lot of upside here, in my opinion. And then, Jacob Junis on the other side, the the Rays are a very strikeout-heavy team. They're one of the highest strikeout teams in baseball, um, and they have been for years. Yeah, they can hit the ball, and they can get on these runs, but Junis is a guy that can strike out righties at a high clip and has some decent stuff against lefties, and you already kind of mentioned that you like the pitching matchup. I'm guessing that you don't mind um, Jacob Junis here. Yeah, he'd be third. I'd have him behind Walker and Peterson. I, I just worry about all the lefties that they could throw at him here tonight. That's kind of been his his Achilles heels. Gotten a little bit better at it, but uh, still has a lot of 41% hard contact rate uh, throughout his career. So uh, Meadows and Lau and, and Wendell, I mean, there's a lot of lefties that they can have in this lineup. Kiermaier towards the bottom. So that's my one concern. I, I agree with some of the points that you made. I think the matchup is, is perfectly fine, but if those lefties get it going against him, maybe he doesn't get you know as many innings as we'd like and, and doesn't provide the upside that a Waka or a Peterson can have. So I like him a lot. He will be in my player pool. That's my main player pool of pitchers is Junis, Waka, uh, Peterson, and Male for the night. So he's just probably fourth uh, on that list for me, but still certainly squarely in play. Yeah, and then as far as like the Tampa bats go, um, left-handed power bats, Meadows and Lau, I think are the two guys you're looking at here. And it's starting to look like Brandon Lau is is starting to get it going a little bit. And like when this guy gets hot, I want to be ahead of the game. So um, I think Brandon Lau is probably my favorite play here from Tampa. 
Yeah, and it knocks out a tough second base spot. You know, that that's what I like. You get a heart of an order batch. You get a guy that hasn't been playing well, so people will avoid him. Uh, hitting under the Mendoza line, you know, what have you done for me lately? But, you know, if we're going to we're, we're gonna expose Junis' weakness, it's definitely left-handed power bat. So Meadows and Lau, definitely my favorite two there as well. Um, And then as far as, like, Kansas City goes, I'm going to probably play a lot of Waka, so I don't want to go too crazy here and – Really, like, outside of, like, Salvi, I don't really like this team. But Salvador Perez is 5,100, and everybody that listens to this podcast knows my stance on expensive catchers. So um, I, I really don't have a ton of interest here in the in the Royals. No, oh, he's got a good matchup. I mean, we, I, I opened the show with an expensive catcher and put him on the wrong team. So we're going to close out with expensive catchers. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, you know, I think there's enough value where a lot of people don't spend up at catcher. It, it can make you different. Is it fun? Is it comfortable spending that money? No, I like finding the cheap guy with some power at that position as well, but he would certainly be in the mix 460 weighted OBA righty on righty there. So he's always done well in that department. And we know Jorge Soler, another guy that can hit righties uh, with power. So uh, if you're not on Waka, those would probably be the two bats uh, I'm looking at the most. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here. Give out our super draft. I'll give out my super draft play of the day, and give out some guys that I like over there. But um, only a three game slate on super draft today, so not as many options. Um, Beer, we're gonna start. We're gonna use DraftKings pricing um, and scoring. Give me a guy under eight thousand uh, to get six or more strikeouts today. Uh, probably going to steal your guy, but I'm definitely going to go with Peterson here tonight. Again, he showed his strikeout upside uh, in that last start, 10 strikeouts against Philadelphia. Uh, Chicago strikes out at such a high rate, over 30% strikeout rate against lefties. So uh, if I got to put my chips anywhere, it's going to be with David Peterson. Yeah, I'm going to go with Waka. Um, I, I think those are the two guys that I like the most in this range. I'll probably build a couple teams with both of those guys together on this slate um, because I kind of like the build. Um, over 8,000 to score under 15 fantasy points. Who's your bust, um, expensive pitcher wise today? Corey Kluber for me, it's, he's just expensive. So still kind of figuring it out. Could he put up a big game? Sure. But so far the results have not been great. I don't want to pay this $9,300 price point on him. So I'll go with Corey Kluber. Yeah. I'm really worried about Davies in this spot. So, um, I'm definitely not playing Davies or Kluber. I'm right there with you. I'd much rather play Ian Anderson, Tyler Molly in this spot. Um, so that's an easy one for me. Yep. Um, over 4,000. Anybody you want over 4,000 to hit a home run today? Over 4,000 to hit a home run. Let me see here. You go ahead. I got I got a couple options I'm, I'm working through here. All right. We, well, I, I've made it very clear that I am, I am probably the biggest fan of Tyler Nyquin in the industry. So um, give me Tyler Nyquin to hit a home run today. All right, I am going to stay right there, and I'm going to go with Jesse Winker. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't like Kelly. I think the Reds in a great spot here tonight, so I'll go with Jesse Winker. Under 4K to get two hits. Anybody under 4K that you like to get two bags today? Uh, uh, Cole Calhoun stood out to me as a value. So as much as I like Male, I, I think Cole Calhoun at 3K is, is maybe the best value play on the board. So I'll go with Cole Calhoun. You guys are going to see a trend today. I like Tucker Barnhart. Um, Tucker Barnhart. I'm giving out a catcher that is kind of expensive, but not really expensive. Um, I like him to get a two-hit game. He has um, he has three two-hit games in his last six or seven. So uh, really like Tucker Barnhart. Keep it rolling, buddy. Let's go. Um, favorite stack to score six or more runs on this slate? 
I know you like Cincinnati, so I'm not going to do that to you. Um, I'm going to go with the Mets. I, I like Peterson, but I also like the Mets bats here. Uh, you mentioned uh, your disdain for Mr. Davies, uh, a former brewer. So I understand that. Uh, I think the Mets uh, a stack. I really like that could be off the radar a little bit. Fair prices there and uh, don't hate this matchup. So give me the Mets. I don't even have to say it. Everybody knows that I like Cincinnati today. Very, very clear. Um, really like Cincinnati. Really likes Cincinnati. Oh, hey, I'm with you. I, 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 <laughs> that would have been my first pick. I, I didn't want to come on and you know be the guy hogging up all the stuff. So I that's okay. Reds, you need but... to go first for a reason. Um, any bets standing out to you night before? Um, you know, there's not a ton of lines out, but uh, we always kind of look into it. If there's anything that stands out to you. If you can jump on some of these cold weather games and, and get a nice under, and, and, you know, and the markets are quick to react, they're, they're not not looking at the weather. But if you can get a good number on, you know, the games in Chicago, the Chicago game, uh, the Cleveland game, the Detroit game specifically, you know, even if it's sitting at a seven, I don't get going under there. And I also like the Mets. We gave you Peterson. I gave you the Mets stack. I got to give you the Mets uh, on the money line as well. So give me the Mets. Yeah, um, I like the Atlanta money line. I think Atlanta beats the Yankees here. The Yankees are a 125 favorite. I think Corey Kluber is a little washed. I think Ian Anderson has the ability to shut down this lineup enough, and I think the Atlanta's lineup is good enough to beat Kluber. So I like the Atlanta money line. Uh, I think that one is – it really stands out to me here. And usually home team lines move a little bit, so you might actually get even more value um, getting Atlanta here. Um, I think it's already to 127, so it's moved a little bit, but not a ton – um, before we get out of here, my super draft play of the day, we've talked about this guy a ton, um, but he is a max multiplier over there on super draft today. So a two X multiplier, and that is David Peterson. We've, we've made it very clear that we like David Peterson a lot today, max multiplier over there. Make sure you guys are checking him out. You could pair him with almost a max multiplier of, um, Michael Walker and, uh, there's your pitchers. Like, I think that's going to be a really popular combo over there. But with the multipliers that the way that they are on a three-game slate on Superdraft, I think you are definitely looking at those guys. So that's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back talking baseball tomorrow. Beer, thanks for being on, and uh, we'll see you guys again tomorrow. I appreciate being on. Good luck to everybody out there. Thanks for listening.